0: goal friends it's me adrian or aiden either way i am still your host and you are still listening to susto the podcast of ooky spooky scary stories before anything before you go before you skip wait 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 wait. i need you to do me a quick favor if you haven't already subscribed to the show like the episode give it a thumbs up whatever you can do on whatever platform you're listening to and please leave a review again if that's possible on whatever platform you're listening to the show on because that will help me so much so anyway thank you for that Happy New Year. Welcome to... Susto 2021 truth be told I feel like a lot of us feel this way nothing's really changed (laughs) the passing of time feels more and more like it is a not a real thing because it's not it's something that we created and that's fine um people use it to measure their life in different ways I don't know why I'm talking about this but I wanted to I guess preface what I'm about to say with that but I, I I I do feel a little like a sense of hope coming on with this new year I'm sure many of you have seen that that the uh, COVID-19 vaccine, the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccines are now becoming available more and more to the public. I actually was able to get my first dose and I will be getting my next dose towards the end of this month. I'm I'm very happy and excited about that. It's a huge sense of relief and it feels like we're getting closer and closer to having some sense of control over and hopefully getting as close to normal as we can again and just to let you all know in case you're curious or you have concerns the vaccine it's a vaccine it's not some like extremely new experimental drug yes it was rolled out fast but because guess what because we're in the pandemic so of course things had to be like expedited and rolled out as quickly as possible but yeah just to let you know I, i i did not have any like wild side effects i the the most that i experienced was my arm the injection site was very sore for about two and a half days. I was extremely tired, again, for about two and a half days. Like, I just felt so sleepy. And, like, I just, I, like, sluggish. Like, I didn't want to, like, do much. Also, I had maybe, like, a slight headache. But that's, like, th- 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 those are, I feel like those are pretty common side effects for vaccines, no? And, and also, I'm pretty sure all of if not the majority of us have received a vaccine at some point in our life. So this isn't like it's not like the vaccine is some new concept. You know, this is what we do. This is this is how science works. And I'm going to listen to scientists and doctors, real scientists and real doctors and accredited studies and all that. So yeah, I just wanted to share really quick my experience with the vaccine in case you haven't received yours yet. And you have questions or concerns. I think the worst part about it all is that I had to wait a very long time. I had to wait like five hours to get mine. Sandy, in a line outside, and everyone was wearing masks, and the, the people, like the crowd control, I guess you could call it, they were, they kept advising people every few minutes or so to keep social distance, so that was really nice and comforting. But anyway, I will move on from that. I, I'm really excited about something. I got myself for Christmas, I got myself a Christmas gift, I got myself one of those cricket machines, and if you don't know what that is, it's basically, it's like a precision cutting machine. I'm sure you've seen people that have these like really cool custom tumblers that have their name like cut out from like a vinyl or like a holographic kind of paper and like it's on the cup and people you can make all, you can screen print, you can foil emboss, you can etch on acrylic, you can you you can use this machine to do so many things, and I'm so excited because that that's going to like completely open up my options as to what I can make for my patrons. And the reason that I finally decided on it is because I'm actually going to be giving my best school friends on Patreon. So that's the $10 tier. That's the tier where you get like exclusive gifts just included with your membership at no extra charge, I'm going to be giving those uh, members a Susto face mask. It's all black and it's just gonna have the Susto logo on the side of it. And um, I'll be posting pictures of that. But that's kind of like what kicked off. Like, you know what? I'm just gonna get one of these machines because it's gonna make my life so much easier. And it's gonna save me money, to be honest. I'm really excited because that, again, that's opening up the possibilities of what I can make for my patrons. So if you are interested in getting one of those masks, you can go ahead and visit patreon.com slash susto podcast and you can sign up to be a best girlfriend. That's the top ten dollar tier and that's the one where you get all these exclusive goodies at no extra charge. Those these these gifts like this like merch I guess it's usually exclusive to the top tier patrons and I don't really sell that stuff everywhere else because I I buy it in like a limited quality. So I have enough to give to my already existing patrons and I'm going to have a few more left over. So again they're gonna be very limited. I will once I have a number on how many masks I have. I forgot how many I ordered and how many patrons I have in that that tier. I'll do the math and then I'll let you all know how many spots are available for that. And just as a reminder, I still have the Susto planchette pins from the month of October. So if you sign up, you're gonna get that mask. You're also gonna get one of those pins you get an exclusive holographic sticker, and then, of course, everything else that comes with uh, the first and the second tiers. Sign up while there's still space and while there's still supplies available, because like I said, those pins, I'm not reordering them uh, as a pin, and uh, the masks, I might, I will probably be ordering more if more people sign up for, for that, depending on how many masks I have and yada yada. Anyway, there's gonna be social media <laughs> posts explaining all of this in a much more concise way, um, and you can follow social media at Susto Podcast on Twitter, instagram and facebook for any and all updates on the show or the patreon so lots of fun updates uh, and, and if you haven't seen uh a, one of these cricket machines or you haven't looked it up youtube a video it's spelled c-r-i-c-u-t like cry cut but cricket and i got the cricket maker so i'm excited because that one has like endless possibilities for what you can do with it yeah watch a video if you've never seen it in action before and i'm excited to bring kind of like a spooky twist to the cricket community i guess because that's i'm part of the community now even though i still haven't gotten my machine it should get here tomorrow but so y'all will be seeing i guess a lot of updates about that because i'm going to make like stickers and pa- just stay tuned <laughs> so we're going to jump into today's episode and today's episode is going to be the story of la Sigapa. For over a century, stories have been passed down of a creature that lurks within the shadows of the wooded, mountainous regions in the Dominican Republic. The Ciguapa are said to be the spirits of Taino women who died while hiding from Spanish settlers in the Cordillera Central. They haunt the mountain trails by night, seducing young men to their deaths by drowning. A feral woman with long, dark hair and backwards feet that preys on lonely farmers while they harvest cacao or the would-be adventurer in search of new roots. Young boys and girls are warned against venturing out into the woods alone with stories of this ravenous creature that feeds on the flesh and souls of men. These creatures are said to have nocturnal habits, and due to the position of their feet, no one can ever quite tell which direction the beings are moving. Some people believe that they bring death and it is said that one should not look them in the eye, otherwise, the person is at risk of being bewitched permanently. The only vocalization made by siwapas is said to be a kind of whine or chirping. Those that survive have described a stillness in the area, as if birds, insects, and land animals have been frightened away, followed by soft whispers and howls that flowed with the gentle breeze and echoed through the canopies, The calling draws you in from all around, until the creature finally reveals itself. A fair maiden, standing no higher than a meter, but with a harmony in all its muscles and limbs. Large, dark, and enchanting almond-shaped eyes. Hair black as midnight, but with a luster that glows with the moonlight. Thick and long, and draped on her body down to her ankles. Siwapas are considered to be magical beings, beautiful in appearance to some, yet horrendous to others. All sources agree that they are wild creatures. They are compared in many cases to mermaids, beautiful yet cruel and far from innocent, deceitful and ready to capture the wayward traveler. Legends have suggested that some are benevolent and wish not to kill trespassers, though not much evidence supports this claim. Even today, one can still find inhabitants who confirm having sighted a siwapa. Lore states that the only way to capture a siwapa is by tracking them at night, during a full moon, with a black and white polydactylic or cinqueño dog. This is the legend of La siwapa, a creature of Dominican folklore that today is still told at the bedside of many children, such is its popularity that many, especially in the rural areas of the country, still claim the tale as true. The most revered and terrifying of the Ciguapa storylines describes a demon which lives in deep caves and lures lonely men with her beauty and sensuality, ensnaring the victim in a hypnotic stare and leading them back to her dwelling where she consumes them to the bare bones or traps them forever for her carnal pleasures. So I feel like I've noticed a trend with a lot of these stories, <laughs> and I, I felt really validated when I was looking up this one, I was putting the story together. Let me see, where can I find it? I also really want to clarify too. So in the story, I mentioned how uh, part of the lore is that the only way to capture her is not even like I guess, like, defeat or, like, get rid of or banish or kill her or whatever. But the only way to capture a siwapa is under a full moon with a black and white polygydalic dog. And in Spanish, I guess that's called a cinqueño dog or cinqueño. Polydactylic means that it's basically, it's, uh, like, when you have fewer or more fingers on a hand. And so that happens to animals too. So like you've seen on like cats or dogs, their paws, they'll have like more, more little toes. And that's, that's what it's called polydectylic. So I just wanted to clarify that i uh, just wanted to make sure you knew what it meant but anyway one of the things that i was like this is very interesting and i was thinking as i was putting the story together and then i looked down on this uh main, main link that i used to put the story together and, and of course all these links are going to be on the uh patreon susto google docs you can sign up on patreon.com susto podcast for those one thing that it's i noticed and then I, I again i read down here is let me just read it here well, I'll just say what I noticed is that I feel like a lot of these stories have mentioned women spirits that are they're dangerous and they're vengeful and they use their sexuality and their sensuality to 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 lure men and to kill men and to do bad things to men. And um, while I do believe that there is power in sensuality and power in sexuality and power in womanhood in womanhood, I feel like a lot of these stories vilify that instead of making it like a positive powerful thing you know on this this link this is from dominicancult.blogspot.com the page that i used it says it's a stories of the succubus a female demon that takes human form and seduces men can be found in variations throughout the world one region of the succubus legend is traced back to the second alphabet of ben and the story of lilith adam's first wife lilith unlike eve was created from the earth just like adam But unlike Adam and Eve, Adam and Lilith were more comparable to modern couples. Lilith viewed herself as an equal to Adam and demanded equal treatment. And then here's a quote from the story of Lilith from the alphabet of Ben Sirach, questions number five. It says, she said, I will not lie below. And he said, I will not lie beneath you, but only on top. For you are fit only to be in the bottom position, while I am to be in the superior one. Lilith responded, we are equal to each other in as much as we were both created from the earth. It's very interesting and I think it says a lot about how we function currently as a patriarchal society. And yeah, I think I think people should know the story, should look up the story of Lilith and like the implications that, that, that that's had on on women today and how women are treated and viewed but anyways this continues it says the story of the ends with her becoming a demon that causes sickness to male infants for eight days after their birth the story eventually evolves into a vengeful spirit that hunts and kills lonely men as with the siwapa Sigu- which evolved from a timid creature whose very nature creates a fatal link into a terrifying creature with a startling deformity that hunts and kills lonely men it's, I think it, it was mentioned in the story uh, one of the pieces that I put in is that some say that the spirits of La Sihuapa they're actually the spirits of indigenous women that were hiding from Spanish colonizers and, and settlers as, as they like to call them so I can see what that's referencing it says like the Siwapa and Succubus stories of vengeful female spirits and female creatures that killed only men have evolved into folktales adapted in different variations based on the region. The Siwanaba, a demon that can change forms at will is a common story told through central in South American countries. Like the Siwapa, the Siwanaba is also known for its long hair and beauty. The lonely men unlucky to encounter the Siwanaba are lured into following a girl that giggles while only showing her back. When the Siwanaba finally turns around, she reveals her face to be either a skull or the head of a horse, a clear resemblance to the modern story of Siwapas. So, yeah, I, th- I think the Siwanaba would also be a, a, an interesting story to tell just because of the idea of, like, the shape-shifting. It kind of reminds me of a and how the lechuza is a witch that can shape-shift into an owl. But I'll continue reading here. It says, La Sayona is a vengeful spirit of woman of a woman that haunts men that have love affairs out of their marriages. Yeah, I did the story of La Sayona. Another variation of La Sayona is La Llorona. This legend is also prevalent throughout North and South America, but used to scare children that misbehave. The story of La Llorona likely evolved from the Lamia, a child-eating demon of Greek mythology, which I mentioned in the La Llorona episode. Uh, It says, These recurring similarities, such as vengeance, striking features, sexual nature, and only appearing when someone is alone, are common themes found in folklore around the world. But like many of these folktales, there is some truth to the many, most striking themes in La Siwapa. Guridi's character has many similarities to pygmy peoples of Africa and other regions, which are primarily found living close to jungles and wooded areas, and whose average height is usually less than 150 centimeters, or 4 feet 11 inches tall. In regards to the backwards facing feet, this can be a feature inspired by a very common condition named talipes Equinovarus, also known as club foot. It's a condition in which a newborn's foot or feet appear to be rotated internally at the ankle. In severe cases, the foot may look as if it is upside down. If left untreated, the feet can eventually flatten out and appear to fully rotate as if the person has been born with backwards facing feet. Inspiration for backwards feet could also come from the condition genu recurvartum, which is quoted here as a deformity in the knee joint so that the knee bends backwards. In this deformity, excessive extension occurs in the tibiofemoral joint. Genu recurvatum is also called knee hyperextension and back knee. This breakdown of the origin of this mythical character is not meant to lower the importance of this folktale in Dominican culture. It is meant to inform the reader of the historical connections that the Ciguapa shares with other important myths from around the world. And regardless of your take on the legend of a feral woman with long hair, and backwards feet, folklore or true, the iguapa remains an important icon in Dominican culture. And it says here, this publication was updated on June 26, 2020. Again, I love it when these things are recently updated or like they're kept up with. So, yeah, read all of that. And again, as I was putting the story together, I was like, I feel like so many, and I've mentioned this before, so many of these stories are at the expense of women and if it's not a woman is suffering because she wasn't careful or she did something wrong and so she's affected by a spirit the flip side of that is she she suffered in life or something happened to her whatever the origin story is and so now she inflicts pain on other people who has the, who has the the dissertation on that who who is studying this in their phd program i would like to know because i'm sure that it, it's being done already and i'd like to get my hands on that and read something like that so yeah as i said it was just kind of validating for me to be thinking this and then to read this and it's like yeah like this like since the beginning of time since the story of Lilith which is like Adam's first wife you know it's 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 really interesting to see that another very interesting kind of creepy thing so in these pictures that were on this page I'm going to post them on the Instagram at Podcast the backwards feet it's it's something that I am not used to seeing and so it looks strange to me but after reading about that condition of the feet and the knees I don't want to call it weird i want to call it strange because i mean that's just how some people are born and sometimes it's not quote unquote corrected but if they can live their lives that way happily and comfortably then that's fine then it's not weird it's just something that i'm not used to seeing so when i saw it in the pictures it was striking at first but uh, this says on the same page, Dominican cult spot And I thought this was really cool because, and, and as mentioned in the little piece that I read earlier, is uh, one thing that I love to do on this show is connect these stories to other stories around the world. And so this had it for me on the website. And it says, The backwards feet of Siguapas is an adapted feature which has a long history in ghost stories told in other parts of the world. In Hindu mythology, the boots, male, and... Curel female are ghosts which can take on human form and can only be recognized by its backwards facing feet. And I feel like that's something that I've seen in like movies or shows with like that have to do with like magic or like the paranormal or supernatural or whatever is like there's I feel like there's always an episode in any like given series where This monster is shape-shifting into one of the characters and one of the other characters thinks it's them and then looks down and they notice that their feet are backwards and they're like, oh no, this is the monster. So this is interesting to see too, that it's connected to different places around the world. Uh, Here it says, in many other myths throughout the world, ghost-like characters and forest-dwelling creatures have at times been described with odd features such as backwards feet, rotating heads, or some other odd physical anomaly, features which would usually reveal the ghost or creature as non-human. There you go. This practice of borrowing elements from old tales to implement into new stories is very common in literature. When we compare the storylines told today with Wuridi's original, we can come to the conclusion that the modern Sigwapa story has adapted many elements from other folk tales, including nymphs, elves, ghosts, witches, and the succubus. I was noticing online as I'm like looking through all these links that there's some sort of debate as to when the story of La Siwapa originated. Some people said that it was like all the way to like pre-indigenous people. Some people People say that it happened after colonization took place of the Taino people. So, <clears throat> I know that there's a little debate as to when the story of the Ciguapa originated, but it, it's still a very old story. Here, this is where I'm talking about. It says, there's also a short story that describes a timid creature that quickly disappears if they sense people about. A lonely girl that sleeps in the treetops and feeds on fruits, birds, fish, and other small animals. A creature that is said to be a descendant of a race of small people that lived within secluded mountains long before the first indigenous people crossed over into the greater Antilles. This is the story that first introduced the legend of Ciguapas in dominican republic in a novel by francisco guridi first published in 1866 here is where it says it should be noted that some sources have claimed the siwapa as a legend that has been passed on since the time of the taino indians of quisqueya but according to sociologist jineta candelario the siwapa is not a legend of taino origins that predate spanish colonization of the island making Huridi's short story the first introduction of the character into Dominican folklore. And this Huridi name that I'm saying, it's Francisco Javier Angulo Huridi. Apparently, he was the writer of this short uh, story of Las Iguapa. So some really, really cool, interesting stuff on this page that I read a lot of. And of course, again, that's on Susto Google Docs. One other link that I have here is this one's really short, but there's also not conflicting, but there's different variations of what the siwapa looks like. So some say that she's tall and like, and then there's others, but more so than not, there is The story is that she's a small creature. Here it says, uh, The Siwapa are also described as tiny women with golden skin who are mute except for the bird songs that they sing in order to lure men into their river caves where they will be trapped forever. Another variation describes small golden women covered with fur who howl but do not speak and travel through the treetops by jumping from branch to branch. The Siwapa are also said to resemble nocturnal birds that cry with a human-like voice. Oh, this is an interesting... I didn't put this in the story, but this is an interesting little tidbit. It says, known to be insanely jealous, its howling in the night may be a harbinger of death for your mate of Isiguape has fallen in love with you. So she's jealous. That's interesting. I think that's all the links that I have. That one, that Dominican cult page was really great, and I highly suggest visiting it. So yeah, as always, that's just kind of something to think about when we are telling these stories, or reading them, or sharing them, whatever. Like, I think it's important, and I say this all the time, I think it's important to kind of dissect these stories and be like what is what is this story trying to teach us what is this story perpetuating what is this story trying to battle and you know and sometimes a story is just a story I'm not telling you that you always have to be hyper vigilant but I think it's helpful and and I think it makes it more interesting at least for me and that's why I do this but yeah sometimes stories are just they're just scary to be scary and those are honestly those are my favorite ones because I also like not having to think about things and not wanting to take apart every little thing that I that I hear or read about. So I, I also do like just the spooky stuff that is spooky for the sake of being spooky, so Y'all, thank you so much for listening today. Um, And always, if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome to the Susto fam. Thank you for joining us. You're very late, but you know what? I forgive you. It's okay. Don't even worry about it. Just make sure to follow Susto Podcast at Susto Podcast on all social medias. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, please like subscribe rate the show leave a review whatever you can do wherever you're listening to the show please do that and yeah i have lots of really cool stuff coming up again there are there's going to be a limited edition of susto face masks coming out and again you can see those on the social medias i'm going to be making those or like putting those together myself i also Again, like I mentioned earlier, I just got that Cricut machine that I'm so excited for. And I'm going to be making a lot of really cool stuff. At least I hope so. (laughs) I have lots of ideas for things that I can make for you all and give you as a thank you. And again, but the the only way to get those things is to sign up and be a patron. Some things will be available to all patrons. Some things will be available to just uh, the top two. And some things will be very exclusive like the face masks and the pins will be exclusive to the top tier patron. Um, But whatever you are, willing to give to help the show i would i'm always going to appreciate that from the bottom of my heart i will leave you with that i hope you all again as always are taking care of yourselves you're taking care of each other 2021 if it's a new year new you that's great i support it if it's a new year same old shit that's fine we support that too you you know what i've been saying i've been saying new year worse me i'm going to lower the expectation So that way, the bar is all the way on the ground and everything I do is just always exceeding. There you go. That is the secret. Set the bar super low and you will always do well, period. That's it. That's what I'm leaving you with. That's the best advice I've ever given. I'll talk to you all later. Stay out of the forest. Bye.